Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast again today. This is part two of a series entitled Successful Kids. What makes one kid successful while another kid, same age, same general background, same type of education, same type of family life, may not be successful? So, successful kids. This is part two. I would encourage you to get a hold of part one if you missed it and kind of catch up with us and then move on to this one, part two. But just let me give you a little synopsis of part one. For kids to be successful, parents, it's important that you not tell them that they can be anything they want. Give them a little bit more structure. Give them a little more guidance. Direct them in paths of employment potential and where the future employment market might be. In other words, not, don't let them flounder, but give them some structure, but don't to make it too tight. Don't tell them what they have to do, but just give them some options and some choices but realistic ones that are consistent with the marketplace today and the near future. Eat together as a family. Use the kitchen table as a place of family bonding and talk and togetherness. Control the amount of screen time your kid involves himself in on a day-to-day -day basis. There's a guideline there in terms of how much time screen, line, uh, screen time should be encouraged and allowed. So monitor that part and make sure that screen time does not take place at certain times and in certain places, such as in cars and before bedtime and um, when you're sitting together as a family eating a meal and, and so on. And mothers, it's good to work outside the home. You're setting an example of being a mother and a career person and balancing two roles and teaching your children they can balance two roles, three roles as well. The fifth point was make your kids work. Give them chores. Make them work, okay? Now we go to part two. And here's the point that I would like you to understand in helping your kids be successful. Build in the concept of delayed gratification. Here's what that means. That a kid should not expect to have everything they want now. There are some things you work for. There are some things you save for. There are some things you wait for. The appropriate time and the appropriate place and the appropriate way in which something's obtained. Everything that a kid wants should not be gathered together or provided or given or bought for that kid at the time he wants it or speaks about it. Build the gratification concept or the gratification process in your family. The idea is the good things come to us if we wait. That's the general concept. Now in 1972 there was a research study conducted and we know it as the marshmallow experiment. It's a famous one and it's held up pretty well over the years. Many other research has been done to basically support the findings of the marshmallow experiment in 1972. And here's what they did. They brought young kids into a room and um, talked to them for a few minutes. And then the person that was talking to them, we call that the experimenter, was going to leave the room for about 15 minutes. But before the experimenter left the room, he put on the table a great big, nice, inviting marshmallow and told the kid this, if you want to eat it, you can eat it. But if you wait... Till I come back, you can have two marshmallows. Well, we looked at that research over the years, and we studied the kids that waited and the kids that didn't wait. 
Very interesting uh, findings came out. Kids that learned how to wait, that learned how to delay their gratification, were kids that had better social skills. They had higher test scores. They had lower incidences of substance abuse. They tend to be less obese. They were better able to deal with stress. In other words, kids build a skill of waiting, of delaying a gratification. Train them to have that habit and let them establish that every single day of their life. Even when you're on the telephone, a kid wants to talk to you and ask you a question and you put the phone down and respond to the kid. No, don't do that. Tell the kid, just wait for a moment. I'll be through in about three minutes and then I'll answer your question. That's delayed gratification. Top performance, successful people are those that have grown up on this delayed gratification process in their homes as children. Don't get bogged down in the day-to-day -day urgencies. Don't get bogged down in your kids' urgencies. Don't get bogged down in your neighbor's urgencies and everybody else's. Delay your answer. Delay the gratification. Delay the response for you, but also for your kid. Delayed gratification, okay? Here's another point. Read to your kids. Successful kids read. Successful kids have been read to when they were young children, when they were babies. Parents read to them. People arranged for other people to read to them. So kids that had parents read to them later on in life, over the next 10 years, had better language skills. They were better readers. They did better in school in all their subjects. Mathematics, spelling, reading. All these subjects were better because they learned how to attend. They learned how to wait. They learned how to listen. They learned how to be calm. They learned how to learn. They learned how to take information and remember it and study it and use it. So children, uh, no matter what their background is, their social background, no matter what it is, if they are read to or if they frequently read books themselves, they will be much better when they're in their high school years in terms of their own test scores and their own academic achievement. And then that goes on throughout life. In other words, you're teaching a kid to pay attention. You're developing attention skills. You're, asking, you're, you're teaching a kid to ask questions, to follow information and ask questions about it and gather more information and search new, new information and study further and do other research and, and be analytic. You're teaching your kid to just be open to learning and learning from a variety of sources and a variety of people in their life. Read to your kids. Get them reading. Find somebody to read to them. Some interesting research has been done even in helping children learn how to read and they read to dogs and there are dogs that are trained to sit and listen to a kid read and nod his head periodically as a child reads so getting a child to read is even is even part of this not just you reading to them but helping a, t a child teaching a child to read to himself to read to somebody else to read to you or to read to a dog okay now here's another point for successful kids encourage them to travel now, when we think of travel, we think of international travel, and that's generally true. Kids that travel internationally are much broader in their understanding of the world and much understanding of history and much better understanding of the differences between people. They learn different languages. They 
appreciate people from different backgrounds and different socioeconomic levels and different uh, uh, cultures and so on. Kids who travel have a much greater grasp of the world in which they live and the people with whom they have contact. They're more open, they're more friendly, they're more uh, open and involved with people who are different. They're not afraid of people who are different. They don't avoid people who are different. So encouraging them to travel is a very important thing to do. Now, that's not just international travel. Even domestic travel has shown the same results. Kids that travel the United States or the country in which they live gain from that travel also. Here are some of the findings kids that, from kids who travel. They desire to travel more. In other words, they like it. There's increased tolerance for cultures and other ethnic backgrounds. There's increased willingness to know and to learn and to explore. There's increased willingness to try different kind of foods. There's increased independence, increased self-esteem, increased self-confidence. Kids that travel have more intellectual curiosity. They have increased tolerance for people who are different and you know, people who behave differently or talk differently or, or dress differently or whatever it might be. They're more respectful to people who are different. They're better able to adapt and be sensitive to other people. They're more outgoing. They're, they, more, they express themselves more. They're more assertive. And you know what? Kids who travel, they're more attractive to colleges when they apply to college and want to be admitted to a college. It's a good thing in their record. It's a good thing in their uh, application to indicate their travel, domestic as well as foreign. So travel. Get your kids traveling. Go with them. Pair them up with somebody. Send them on a tour. Put them in a uh, group that's going somewhere and have them go along. Encourage it. And here's another factor that was very important. It might be interesting to think of it this way. Let your kid fail. If he's going to be successful in life, learning to fail is an important lesson. It's an important skill. It's an important thing to pick yourself up and go on. To move forward after you have failed. To be able to accept failure. To be able to understand that you can succeed, but you can also fail. You're a person who has resilience and after failure can pick up and go forward and to move forward and to live their future life and not stuck in the failure so to speak let failure have its learning opportunity in the life of your kid of course encourage them support them help them help them see the value of what they have done that created the failure but what could have been done to create a success rather than a failure? Help, them, help the kids see out of a failure alternative actions that could have been taken. That will help them in the future to think in terms of options before them. It might help them choose the better options in the future. So it builds resistance. And um, just helps them learn to communicate better. Helps them have an appreciation you know, for what it's like to be a success, but an appreciation for what it's like to have a failure experience. A failure experience is not a failure or a failed life or a failure uh, opportunity. Sure, you're going to fail, but you know, it's, in the, it's only an event. It's only an occasion. It's only a time. It's only one event. But you have many, many successes in between failures. Help the kids see that you've had 12 successes in the last couple of weeks. Sure, you had a, a setback, but look at all the successes you've also had. Let's move forward together and be that encourager, you know, to your kids. Well, there you are.
That's what it's like to be a child success, a kid success. Success is not only for adults. We, don't, we can't think of success only in, in terms of the adult world. We have to think of success also in terms of the child's world. Some kids are successful. Some kids are not. Some kids are in between. But have a home. Have a parenting style. Have a child-parent relationship. Have a peer relationship style that encourages these kind of behaviors which lead to success, not at the moment perhaps, but in the future. Over the next five and ten years, your kid will benefit from these kind of experiences. So again, let me remind you, go back and listen to part one, which was just a couple days ago, and now listen to part two. And it will all come together in terms of helping your child live a life that is successful and will be successful as he moves forward in life over the next uh, number of years. So it starts in elementary school, goes on to junior high, obviously goes on to high school, and then beyond. Glad to have you with me, and um, go to my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. The great book there, Doctor, Teach Me How to Parent. And interestingly, my most recent book is an e-book. It's a Kindle, and it's called The Psychology Missive. It's a memo to law enforcement officers in a day of stress and violence. So law enforcement officers, or if you know somebody who's a law enforcement officer, refer them to this book. You can get it on Amazon, pick it up, and you'll appreciate uh, the, the, the lessons within for law enforcement. Okay, bye for now.